Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 191. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is What So Not. The electronic music producer, better known to his loved ones as Chris Emerson, is back and releasing his second studio record today, entitled Anomaly. In today's episode, we're speaking with What's So Not about this second record's sonic growth, how his creative process works, and DJing at a fan's house party. Here we go. Our guest today is a well-loved Australian electronic music songwriter and producer, He's a stable within the Australian music festival scene, and today he releases his second studio record, Anomaly, which features guests like Oliver Tree, DMAs, and Killer Mike. Please welcome back to This Song Is Yours, What's So Not. Hello, sir. How are we? <laughs> What's up? Great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man this week. Yes. This this is for everyone else. This is our second attempt and we're going to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> Data, Wi-Fi, I don't know what it was, but we got it now. I'm excited. We're finally there. We Yes, pulling the curtain back. Uh, we've attempted it once or twice, but we're there. Um, I'm very <laughs> glad that we are able to chat uh, this week. Actually, today when this episode comes out, uh, you'll be releasing... Anomaly, which is the Amazing. second record for yourself. I didn't uh, butcher it this this second time around. I know the first time we caught up last week, I kind of stumbled <laughs> over the title, which you said has happened quite a bit this this round of press. Yes. Yes. A few people have been struggling with Anomaly, the name, um, which is news to me. I didn't know it was a, but it is a thing. It's a real thing. Anomaly is a tongue twister. <laughs> It's it's funny because when seeing the press release and seeing the album roll out, I didn't think it was a difficult word. And then as you and I evidenced last week when I went to say it that first time, just tripped over myself. It it does seem that it's a it's it's um it's got more difficulty than people realize. Mm. <laughs> um Chris, this is the second record from What's So Not. It is very exciting. There's a lot of people kind of uh been uh chomping at the bit for this record how are you feeling it's been building for a few years i know we spoke july mm. last year as well about the change how are you feeling now that the record's coming out i i feel pretty amazing like i think when we were talking i was still finishing it i was still working on the the the, the sort of last like pieces and i hadn't done any of the mixing yet and i like I don't think I've, I don't know if I'll ever put out an album that I'm so 
satisfied with in terms of just front to back completion because I don't think I'll ever have time like I had during COVID. Um, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a blessing for this one um, to have that space from the record, come back to it. A, a lot of people put out songs and albums and then, you know, they're like, ah, I really don't like that one. I like, I wish I could take that back and change it and adjust it and improve it. And I think I actually got the time to do that before it was released, which is really amazing. Of course. Well, this record, um, we were very lucky enough to have a bit of a, a, a sneaky listen to before it came out. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, it covers sonically a lot of ground and kind of takes what's or not to a few places that I feel maybe you didn't on that first. It kind of expands that world that you're living in. Was that a a conscious effort or was it just a natural kind of thing that happened when you found yourself in the studio? I... I definitely think my first album was a bit more therapy for me. I was in a, a very sad place, a little beat down and run down by everything and I was definitely putting that into the songs. And in this instance I was putting, I would say, life into the songs and I really went on a path in 2019 when I was first conceptualising the idea and the sonics and all of that um, of just living to an extreme and grabbing and seizing every moment. Um, it started on this this trip I took to Europe where I just had a couple of small shows uh, and spent most of the time just traveling and going to festivals for fun and even camping at some festivals, uh, more so when I went over to America and I was staying on friends' couches who were all producers and musicians and, and just like kind of living with everybody in all these different micro communities and was just shown doorways to all these um, different things I would never have really come across. And I think that inspired the entire creation of this album. It does sound like that kind of is the case, like sonically this record, as I mentioned, yeah, it's doing a lot of things at once and doing it very well. One track I wanted to talk about was On Air, which is a single that everyone should know by now. It has been out for a few weeks which is this kind of, I don't want to say it's a pop banger, but I think it's the most straightforward What's or Not track yet. It features Lewis the Child. Um, what was mm. the kind of inception of, of that song like and where did that song kind of come from? Um, it's so funny we're talking now because I, I remember we talked about this and then we <laughs> lost the <laughs> recording. And now I've, it's, it's weird. I've never had this experience where... Because I remember our conversation and then mm -hmm. I have this thing where I don't like to repeat things to people <laughs> because I think it gets boring. But then I have to, it's, I'm having this weird mental dilemma. I've never had this before in my life. It's so interesting. I'm kind of like finding it hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> I'll get to the point. Okay, so this song was extremely fun to put together. Um, my friends, Captain Cuts... I met them in Nicaragua on these magical trips I used to do down there with all these other songwriters and creators and producers and people from tech and all kinds of walks of life were all meeting up at this little commune down there. Um, and they uh, were also the residents at this emo night here in LA, which was a really cool party that started up. And what they did was they hit up all the old managers and labels of all these old pop punk bands from like late 90s, early 2000s. And they got all the stems and acapellas of what they could find of old tapes and things and started doing these modernized mashups of all these songs. And they were the residents at this emo night and it was just like this crazy party in LA. I think they're still doing it, but it was cool. 
Um, and Germ, of course, is someone I also met um, at those amazing camps down in Nicaragua. And we were all at this email. I think the Chainsmokers even came perform with them that night. Like it was, it was kind of a, a micro big deal of like all these great fun people all together. And then um, we went back to their studio at 2am and the club shot, just everybody on high, everyone partying, having a ball. I had my laptop and um, we just started playing this game of like, all right, who can make the best thing out of the stupidest thing in the room? And um, it was Ryan Rabin, I'm pretty sure, picks up this kid's toy saxophone, which is has all these different coloured like squiggly tubes that you you twist together <laughs> and it's this whole swirly sort of ridiculous looking toy and he just starts blowing into it with these patterns and rhythms and you couldn't even play notes from memory on this thing. It's just like <laughs> it was absurd. And um, he did this thing though and I was like, oh, I actually have an idea of that and he like airdrops it to me off my phone. We're just recording on our phones even though we're in a proper studio. It's hilarious too. And... Um, Made this melody out of it and then immediately threw down some chords um, in, in um, silence, I think it was, and then threw down some drums. And it was kind of influenced by, like, I guess, like reggaeton, Afrobeat sort of stuff. And then um, Germ immediately just had this vocal. And it was Germ's birthday, actually. So everyone was just in this great, spir- high spirited mood, all your close, real friends. And I think that's why the song came out so bubbly you know, and so friendly and almost has that Disney aspect to it. But I like it because it's, I think it's very unpretentious. And um, that was why I really wanted it to be part of this album. It is a great track. It is very fun. I would agree with that. And um, in terms of uh, the, as, as you said, we have uh, attempted to, to chat a few times in the last week um, <laughs> so that we're not covering the same ground. I'll, I'm going to try and shake it up a bit. We won't try and have the same conversation a few times as well. Okay. <laughs> I've honestly I've never had that experience it was such a weird thing for me like and I was actually impressed with my brain because my brain's like no don't go down that path you've actually said that exact <laughs> phrase to this person before and I'm like no I need to say it again because <laughs> we lost the recording oh it's hilarious it's amazing no you can still you, I'll, I'll just make my brain work I, I I like this this is a challenge so we can go either way either way I'm I'm totally cool with I'll, I'll try and do a combo. We'll try and throw some curveballs in there, here and there, so it's 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 um, love it. somewhat natural. <laughs> um, I guess when we did talk previously, it wasn't discussed in in detail, but we were discussing how you seem to work better later in the day or in the evening. That you're that you're a bit of a I wouldn't say night owl, but that work kind of starts from five pm onwards. And with that story you're taking people back to the studio at night. Has that always kind of been the way for yourself in terms of when that creative uh, inspiration hits or was it just something that has happened over the last number of years? Um, I don't think that's usually the case apart from I think when I was talking about um, where I finished the album was in WA and that was when I was using Carl Shock One's studio and I had to use it at night because he... Uh, he has a family, so he'll come in like sort of office hours, gets in 8 to 10 a.m., works till 4 p.m. and then goes and picks the kids up. Uh, and I would get it from 3 or 4 p.m. usually. So that was when I was on vampire shift for like seven months straight. <laughs> and I, I have noticed like, you know, because life is such chaos when you're touring, like you just have to work at all kinds of weird hours. And I, I definitely have noticed over the years when you write past... 
when you ride past 2am, there's just some weird stuff going on in the, in the <laughs> ether. Like there's something about the silence and, and I, I, I mean like not literal silence in your room um, exclusively. I also mean there's like radio silence, like nobody's messaging you, nobody's distracting you, nobody's asking you for anything. Everything is just dead and still. And it, it almost allows this window to really tap into something else of yourself without all the noise about. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One hundred percent. I think um, it was around that time that you were in Perth that we spoke previously, and um, as well as the change that had just come out, you had worked on a Run the Jewels remix, which we kind of spoke about a little bit. I've got the vinyl behind me there, I think, um, but. Uh, since then, obviously, Killer Mike has made a feature on this second record of yours, as mm. well as um, who else? We discussed Lost a Child, uh, DMAs are there. Um, Oliver Tree is there, which I know is a, he's a bit of a divisive figure, I believe. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, um, again, when you're setting out to make this record, is it kind of a natural progression that these guests just kind of if they're there, they're there, or are there people that you kind of have on a list that you want to work with and kind of tick off and, and, and build that or cross off that bucket list, sorry? There's not there's not many people I have like lists of. I sort of just cross paths with people and and um, I'll definitely say like sometimes the smallest act you would never choose turns out to be one of the most exciting and exhilarating sessions. So... I don't often like go and seek people out. I wait for like something to sort of come about. Sometimes I'm really into someone and something that they're doing and I'll like hit them up. Um, but usually I just hit people up like as a fellow artist, like, hey, I think what you're doing is awesome. And then at some point down the line, maybe we end up doing a session together or doing a show together or whatever it may be. But it's it's never sort of like... I guess I would say it's never grabby like that. It's always just like, hey, you're dope and what you're doing is cool and inspires me, so thanks for doing it, you know? Um, yeah, of course. And Yeah. Has, has there ever been, and obviously we won't dox anyone, but has there ever been someone that you, you have reached out to and that they've said no or that you even kind of met in the room and it just didn't work? Oh, yeah, that happens too. Like that <laughs> happens... That happens to everybody and for all different reasons. Like sometimes people are going through some shit and they're like, I can't, I can't even work right right now except for like say with the closest people to me that I have like a bit of a system with and whatever. Um, but like even, even the worst sessions I've had, 
you always take something away from it. I think I think that's what's so good about it. Even if like you're like, ah, that song was kind of garbage, but I made a friend. Or you're like, that session was great, and that but that person wasn't very nice. Um, <laughs> but I understood some cool techniques from them, or you know, whatever it may be in that in that kind of setting. One hundred percent. Well, I'm I'm obviously glad that a number of the collaborations have worked out and that we're able to enjoy them on this record. Again, last time we spoke, there was no touring. Shows were kind of shut down here and there. Uh, shows are definitely back in full force. I believe that there's, uh, I think it's the full set actually of your Tomorrowland set on YouTube, which is fantastic. Anyone who hasn't seen it, we'll put it in the show notes for the podcast. But um, how has it been getting back out there and being able to get in front of large audiences and play music? It's been pretty magic. I, I think when we spoke last, I had done a little bit, but mainly in Australia because Australia was open before everywhere else. And now it is back to, you know, a world touring. Uh, it's very different though. Like it's the market is hurting, um, you know, artists and events. There's some that are doing very well and there's lots that are sort of running at half which is often sending people bankrupt <laughs> uh, and making things very difficult. Um, I guess there's an element of reshuffling. There's, a, there's an element of like um, I think people need to understand how things are now and, and maybe sort of schedule, plan and curate uh, lineups differently. There's definitely um, there's a lot of exciting things going on and I think people are so grateful to be about. Um, but, yeah, there is there is a lot of things that are just so different now and you can really see it jumping around the world and there's this bit of a common thread of, um, yeah, certain things that always worked not working anymore. Are you able to give us, I guess, an insight or possibly an example of one? Um, well, I would just say, like, there's a bunch of festivals I've either attended or been to and they haven't been doing that great. And these are like really, really prominent and strong festivals. And it's mm. it's a sign of the times and the landscape more than it is. I would not even consider it anybody's fault or any, any you know, bad people that are bad at what they do. It's just um, everyone I think is right now, you know, through this summer over here in the Northern Hemisphere, really rethinking how they're going to do things for New Year's and, and in the fall. 100%. I know that you've, um, as an offer for this record, you've kind of gone the opposite way of that. You've offered to, for someone who I believe pre-saves or pre-orders the record, you're going to go and DJ at a house party, which is one, one of the greatest prizes ever for um, pre-ordering a record. <laughs> but two, okay. I guess, how are you feeling about that? How... How is that going to be drawn? Do you get any say in it or are you just literally shown a location and a, here's a ticket? I think um, I think we are uh, probably going to go with someone that explains what we're going to be stepping into a little more. Um, but everyone is open to comment or, or DM or whatever it may be about, um, you know, what they're sort of setting up in whatever... Place. I think it always helps if you give an explanation like, hey, I'm, I'm blah, 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 and I do this and me and all my friends, it would be really great for us because of and we're in this town that doesn't usually get so and so we've never seen you here, whatever it may be, you know. Um, that would definitely pull the heartstrings a little more. 
<laughs> That's very fair. Uh, speaking of live shows, I know that you're um, you're playing. I believe the launch is in New York this week um, or tonight when this episode is coming out. Uh, can we expect to see you back at home at any point soon, touring Australia, playing some shows here? A little bit. I'm holding off because I've actually been working on something very, very big that is very complicated and it's. I've been working on this 3D animated film and turning that into a show and I'm very much finding that the... Uh, the infrastructure is not anywhere near up to speed with where the tech has gone and working out how to bridge the gap there um, so that I can tour this concept. Regardless of whatever that project is and when it comes to light, that sounds extremely intriguing and exciting and I do look forward to us um, hopefully at some point talking in the future when that does happen or when that does come out. Yeah. Chris, uh, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to, if there's anything at the moment that is kind of on high rotation for yourself. Oh, that's easy because um, I've had to answer this a few times now. But <laughs> uh, Bunshin, Imanu, loving what they're doing. Extremely incredible producers. I mentioned this a lot, Quiet Bison, still way up there. Tech Genesis who's actually on the album, amazing. Um, also Filler on the album, I don't know why he's not like a giant act and why he still has to work a trade because like he is phenomenal performer. His music is insane. Like he is so prolific. So please go and check all of them out. Um, also Dane is amazing, this Melbourne act. You might have heard Boy Thoughts, which is just the catchiest, funnest song I've heard probably all year. Um, and Lucille Cross been working on all my art direction for this album. So I've heard a lot of her unreleased demos and some of the stuff she's been doing. It's very, very cool. So th those are probably all my picks. All very solid picks. Um, I guess just quickly before we go, how do you usually come across new artists or people like these small acts? Is it something that yeah. you, are you someone who trolls through uh, playlists? Are you someone who just kind of listens to, to radio or digital radio or whatever it is in 2022? It's sort of through my travels usually just hanging out with like cool people in cool places who, uh, you know, not necessarily the biggest act but like just like great people, you know, doing something interesting and I often just talk to them and they show me things um, that are really exciting to listen to. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's one of the best ways to kind of find new music is literally through word of mouth because you know it's good. Um if there are other people in real life talking about it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Chris, thank you very much for your time and congrats on oh, the album mate. that comes out today. Um, and thank you for the numerous chats in the last week. I've enjoyed all of them. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been easy, no drama at all. Thank you so much. Great to chat again. And that's our show. A massive thank you to What's So Not for his time. Anomaly is out today and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Emily at On The Map PR for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 